Greetings. My name is Corey Newton. And I'm Maximilian Lopez, and we are Commander Minority. In Magic Headline News, the terror group named Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Team are wanted throughout Innistrad for ripping the faces off local inhabitants and claiming to solve crimes. All werewolves should exercise caution, especially after sundown. And now, back to the podcast. So... I have threat assessment versus engine assessment as one of the topics. Threat assessment versus engine assessment. And so the, the basic premise behind this is a lot of people have talked about a lot of podcasts and everything else have talked about threat assessment. And it's super easy, right? So if, if somebody's playing a giant, you know, dude or, you know, Eldrazi or something, or they lay down, you know, they threaten an infinite combo or something like that. That's, to me, that's a much easier... Uh, thing to see right everybody almost everybody sees that coming but i i want to go into what an engine assessment is how did they even get to that point where they were able to accumulate such advantage that they could put out that eldrazi or they could combo for the win or whatever and to me taking out the engine is just as important as as that threat assessment and i think we in general don't do a great job at engine assessment we save our removal, or a lot of people save their removal for the threat that comes. But the problem is, is that if you if you let somebody accrue enough advantage via their engine, then they're already ready for you to, you know, they're three layers removed. In other words, like you move that threat, like, okay, well, they have five other threats in their hand. And your removal that, that you saved up for so long of a turns or whatever, just... Did, uh, took care of one thing well you should have been taking care of the engine and they would have not had the three things or five things or whatever backed up to secure the win what do you think about that what are your thoughts on that yeah i definitely think breaking up engines is really important like obviously if someone throws down that crazy ass uh Emrakul or even nixbloom ancient right like that's a threat that's gonna kill you right it's obvious you deal with it cool you deal with it or you die but like there's a lot of cards that just like people just let live because it's like oh it's low impact it's cool but like uh if it's a four-man game that like low impact card could, could generate a lot of value especially if they're not getting attacked because they didn't play a huge threat oh so you're saying like not only are they going to accrue value because they're not seeming to be the threat, so nobody's really paying attention to them. Is that that's kind of where you're going with it, right? Right, right. So not only is it like giving them card advantage over turn time, they even, they're even getting a lower threshold. Like if I pay, uh, let me think of a card. Uh, like if I play in abundance, right? Like without uh, Sylvan Library, people aren't going to be like, oh, let's, let's attack the guy who paid four mana for abundance. This is my first spell. Nobody's attacking me. But like you shouldn't not kill abundance, you know. Like, and that's kind of like the difference, right? Uh, we want to talk about. Yes. So, so I, I have a couple of examples. So the first example is a skull clamp. Yeah. Somebody lays down a skull clamp. Of course, you have to take some things in consideration. This is not going to be a um, black and white discussion, of course, because that's why it's a discussion. Because there's many, many variables in a four-player game. You know, what are they what does other people have on board? Are they playing that skull clamp super late? Are they playing it super early? Are they playing tokens? Are they not playing? You know what I'm saying? Like so so a lot of that stuff goes into this. But let's just take the example where somebody lays down a skull clamp and they they have a way to generate, you know, one one dudes. 
So that right there is an engine. And I think that's a very simple one. I started with a very simple one. That's probably a very simple one to say, okay. So, th so then the question becomes like, do you hold up your removal and wait till they, like they get a couple of cards? Do you remove it immediately? Because it's sorcery speed, right? They have to do it on their turn. Yeah. What do you think? So for me, I've been guilty of this all the time. I almost never kill Skull Clamp. I just am bad. Gonna be 100% honest about it. Because, like, the decks that play Skull Clamp, like, are dropping down Perforos and, like, Cranko and, like, so I gotta deal with other things. If I'm playing control and I got all the answers, it's a different story. But when I'm limited on resources, my opponents are helping me out, I go for whatever is actually killing us and kind of just let them have the cards because I, you know. See, I, I think that you should take care of the engine before it even gets to that point because then they're going to have the cards to do something with. So so if somebody, if I bust out Skull Clamp and somebody lets me draw, let's just say four cards, right? I, I kill two of my creatures and I've drawn four cards, right? Is that is that not more alarming? So that's, that's what? Um... One, two mana. So that's one, two, three mana to draw four cards. So you're saying if somebody busted out a three mana draw four, you wouldn't be a lot, or you wouldn't be like, oh man, that's super good. If someone cast a three mana draw four, I would not care. Right? The the issue is with, with skull clamp, this example specifically, is like if someone goes turn with skull clamp, obviously everybody has a full hand, I'm killing it on site, right? It makes sense because it's super like we know it's a good engine. But like, let's say someone goes um, the goblin the that makes a goblin uh, and has echo. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren instigator or not Warren instigator? I know what you're talking about. Uh, so let's someone plays that on two, and they play uh, goblin chieftain on three. They play um, Cranko on four, make a bunch of goblins, untap, play the spell that makes you mana for goblins, mm -hmm. uh, and then play a skull clamp. Like, are you if I have a kill anything spell, am I really killing Skull Clamp versus killing Cranko, who's gonna kill us? Like, no, I gotta kill Cranko. All things considered, right? Like, obviously, I want to kill it. Like, you're killing Mogwar Marshall is what you're thinking, right? Mogwar Marshall. Yeah, thank you. Uh, killing engines is important in absence of threat, right? I think that's important kind of consideration. Like, if someone drops an influence ancient, like you want to kill it, but if they if they drop like an Ugin. You just can't let them have Ugin and kill Boom Ancient, you know, like. I yes, okay, so so yeah, so so that's a good distinction too. Yes, so if if there is a threat on the table and an engine, of course, you probably want to kill the threat, or, you know, barring all the the other things, but yeah, you probably want to kill the threat versus killing the engine. Now, if you can convince you know somebody else to deal with the engine. And like I'll take care of the threat if you take care of this, or or vice versa. Obviously, also good. Right. Like, well, I mean, if everybody has removal spells, everybody's killing stuff. It's almost a non-issue, right? Like if 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 you're playing four-man pod and everybody's playing like a Mexican standoff, engines won't last long because it's really clear at that point when when threats are dying left and right, and someone just drew three cards. You're just like, hold up, you know. But but it's more of when you have a a mixed bag of people who are either not that good at the game or are solely focused on winning right those are like one category and you have another group of people who are just like all right i'm playing control or i'm trying to have these cool effects in my deck right so like if you don't have everybody all on the same page 
you know, convince people to kill engines might be kind of hard because they might be focused all on their win or this might be too casual to even be like, well, that's not killing me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that, and that's the thing I think I want to bring up is, is that it is going to kill you. <laughs> like, like I got it. It's not killing you right now, but no matter what happens at the end of the day, everyone is your opponent and all the advantage that they have is cumulative to towards your win. So like, we'll right. get into that, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> so you're, you and your soft, your soft ally. <laughs> all right. So let's go to the second. Okay. So, so scope. So, so I've got a couple of more examples of threat assessment versus all engine right. I'll assessment. Let, I'll let you pick all your, your, I got some, I want to mention. Well, I mean, so, so skull clamp to me, you're right. If there's a threat on the board, but if, if there's not a threat on the board, I, I to me still, to me, that's a lot of advantage um, that you're giving out now. You know, is you have to look if somebody has a skull clamp and then somebody else has like a smothering tithe, and I have one disenchant, I'm taking care of the smothering tithe, right? Or, I or guess uh, that's right, throwing them dudes away, meaning they have more dudes in their deck, or like you know, the mana to use that. If someone's low on lands, um, and is not playing tokens, like I've definitely seen that happen before. People are just like, I'll play skull clamp because it's good, and they just put it on their regular dudes. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm not killing that right now, right. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you got to look and see what everything is. So the next next example is Guardian Project. That's on my list too. Yeah. So so Guardian Project, for those that don't know, it's a three mana and one green enchantment uh, for green that says basically whenever you play a creature spell, a creature card, excuse me, and enters the battlefield, you draw a card. There's some other text in there that says like uh, as long as some there's some non commander text. Yeah, some non commander text. But really, it just says you play a dude, you draw a card. You'll see this usually in the Tulane decks, other ones that like want to bounce your creatures or whatever, just play a lot of dudes. Josh Lee Kwai played it in one of the game nights with uh, Euro and bouncing Euro and all this kinds of crazy stuff. And yeah. nobody took care of it for a long time. I don't even think they took care of it at all, period. Like he still had it at the end of the game. And he played it on on like turn four. Well, in, in the defense of the players playing that game, there weren't any removal spells really played at all. Well, that's for true. A while. Right. Yeah, so so, like, so I guess I should I should preface this by like if you look at this, you should have removal spells for threats, and I think that's what people usually pack. So they pack like five removal spells in their deck and then a couple of rats or something like that. When really you should be using your removal spells for threats and engines. So to me, like I play at least ten removal spells. Whether right, they be multiple say, single like, partner or whatever. Yeah, like like five seems like really shy. Like in my decks that are kind of bad, there might be like seven. And that's why they're bad, probably. Like I, <laughs> Interaction. I, I, I always pack a lot, especially in my decks with counter spells. Those are the best decks to play removal because then you just like people get mad, right? Because because you if you kill somebody's thing, they're not as mad. Like oh, that thing was a threat. Okay, cool. But when you disallow it and you don't let them have that, they just get so mad. Yeah, uh, that's true. So Guardian Project. So. Nobody was able to remove Guardian Project, whether they had the removal or not. And you don't know because it looks like they all held the removal till Josh played a threat and then only used it on the threat when Guardian Project was just stupidly gaining him so many, so much cards that it didn't matter if every single one of them used their one removal spell. Like he had so many cards in hand, full grip all the time that he could just deploy threat after threat and then run you out of your removal and then win the game, which is kind of, which is what he did. So if somebody took care of that early on, though, that wouldn't be the case. 
then your removal spells have more of an impact. That's that's kind of my point, is that if you take care of the engines early enough that your next removal spell or somebody else's next removal spell has more of an impact than if you just let those engines sit there, then you might as well not have, you know, might, you might as well have, even if you had like double the amount of removal spells in your deck, it doesn't do you that much good because the impact is much less. Does that make sense? I think, I think also a good, good thought is that imagine you only have five in your deck, right? You're playing a bad deck or you're a bad player <laughs> or you're casual, whatever. And your opponent just drew 20 cards off of a skull clamp and some kind of mana making spell. Um, like even if you kill a skull clamp, like you said, there's now there's 20 threats you could possibly deploy. So like, it's like a double down if you don't kill engines because your deck, you know, only has one of those spells in it. Unless you have recursion or a shuffle, you know, you're going to run out. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to either play a lot of reusable removal or just be timely with removal spells. Like, hey, the engine, get it out of here. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's, so that's Guardian Project. Uh, and then the next one I want to bring up, the la- or the last one is, is, is actually three of them. They kind of do the same thing. So Condor's Closet, Panharmonicon, Videlkin Ori. So they're, they're these things that sit there, basically, and they cost you a whole turn and don't do anything, but they super get you there after you untap. Or like with the, yeah, basically after you untap. They like, Make everything else afterwards that you play seem like a threat, or or also next bloom ancient, and yeah, anything where you tap out, right, and then the next turn you just explode. So that can be a bunch of things, right? That could be what's the thing, Mirai's Wake, and all that stuff. Because we played a game yesterday and a two games day before, it was cast and literally it won the game. Warwick what was that? Next bloom ancient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, control of the longest won that game. Right, yeah, exactly. It's so much advantage that it's so much advantage, but here's the thing. To me, and that might make, this might make people feel bad or whatever, like if I see you tap out for an effect like that, I'm like, that's my time to remove it. So like, if I see you tap out for Nixmoon Ancient, I feel like I have to punish that move because that's not a good move for you to tap out for anything, basically. But to specifically tap out for something that affects nothing on the board currently, right? So to me, like, okay, well, you're just greedy right now because you you just want to untap with it and just go to town. And if I don't do anything about it, then you might, that, that advantage that you get from untapping with that might just be too much for me to handle to begin with. Even if I remove it two turns from now, you may be like, all right, well, I got all my mana. You know, if, if you untap with Mariah's Wake and you, like, do something crazy with the mana, the double mana for one turn, and then it gets killed the next turn, I think the majority of us would be, like, worth it, right? Like, oh, that yeah. was good. Yeah, in my playgroup, people don't kill Mariah's Wake or Zenikar's Evidence nearly as much as they probably should. Oh, um, God. <laughs> and so, like, we, we play... Um, I'm not going to use any weird number metrics, but everybody's deck is tuned well enough where they could kill you on, like, turn 12 all the time, right? Like, it's not like, uh, like, you know, some people's decks, like, oh, I just had a poor draw, so I didn't, like, like everybody's decks, you know, you leave them alone, you are 
short to die between turns whatever till 12 like um so mana doublers are very popular in my play group uh, but still a wrath counter spells and mouth spells like it you know there's a lot of removal well that's uh, good but you're saying that they're not pointing it at the engine well at at normal engines like the the, the card advantage engines are get removed a lot right the mana doublers um right so that's what the that, same yeah. category yeah, that's don't. why I'm putting him in a different category because right. Skull Clamp draws you the cards, you know, Guardian Project draws you the cards or whatever, but the other ones aren't like draw you a card or whatever. But this, but they're like they so... are an engine, and I, yeah, and they, I, I, I agree with that. The, yeah. the one that gets killed a lot though, because you actively think about it, is Smothering Tide, right? Because like you get the mana, but you also ask someone every time they draw, like, hey, you're gonna pay for that. Now they have to decide, like. Am I going to get taxed, or am I going to just let you get a bunch of mana? Then you play a draw spell, and you're like, man, that's probably a bad idea. That's a good, that's a good point. So, like, no mana doubles, like Mirari's Wake. Like, obviously, we watch person plays that. You know, might might have some follow-ups, and might kill it at some point. But like, Smothering Tide always dies as soon as possible because it's just for a lot of people, it's really annoying, right? Like to be reminded, like, hey, you pay for that draw, but like, no, I don't. I'm paying for this draw. No, well, like a man. Imagine if you if so, so imagine this scenario. If Mariah's Wake said, like every time you wanted to tap for double mana, you had to ask, like, "Hey, can I tap for double mana? Hey, can I tap for double mana? Hey, can I tap for double mana?" Like people would probably remove Mariah's Wake pretty fast. One hundred percent. Because they're reminded uh, that you have it, but like you can, because people low key like, I'm just gonna drop this uh, Veldelkin Ori on turn four. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But like. We kill that card a lot too, actually. Um, <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, so no, that's yeah. that's good that you people notice. Like, hey, I'm tapping out for this thing to like explode next turn. Like, no, you can't do that. Like, that's that is a definite engine because you're just going to become too too much there. I guess maybe it depends on the level of engine and where we are at the game. Because some, like like I said, I I know for a fact I don't kill Skull Clamp nearly enough. Like I just like I, I see it all the time. I'm just like, like, like that's not gonna goblins. do anything. They're and playing they're like, goblins. Draw you, draw I just need to you. just like either try to win or like to kill their commander, right? Like 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 if they're playing Cranko, either either Cranko's like Cranko is worse than anything in their whole deck, right? So like, if, <laughs> like obviously like it didn't have as much cards, it's not good. And if I have like again, if if all things are equal and we have Three other players are like, or two other players, like, all right, cool. All three of us are in an alliance, like, we got to kill Commander and the the engine. Like, okay, fine. But, like, if I'm in that scenario with one removal spell and it's like Skull Clamp versus Token Commander, like, it's always Token Commander because the Commander is always worse than anything you can ever draw in the deck. Um, specifically, Skull Clamp uh, uh, feels. Uh, but what about cards like Slave Ancestry? Like, I haven't seen anybody play that in a long time. Um, there's not really that many instant speed rats to kind of blow you out, but, like, what do you think about that? It's an engine. Did you kill it right away? It is, but you have to discard your hand. So, would I kill that right away? If they tapped out for it, you mean? Right, right. If they go uh, turn one, do turn two, do turn three, do turn four, Slave Ancestry, they, so, they missed the dude turn, right? Yes, they, they did. Tap out for the slate. And 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 you have to pay mana for it. Right. So like it's a, it's one thing so to me to me no cuz 
because here's the thing if i'm already dealing with their dudes which i could do right or attack into them or something like that where they have to then think like oh well i don't want to sacrifice my dude like i'm using that to my advantage so no to me it's not unless it unless it gets like insane unless they have like 30 dudes but then again but then if they have 30 dudes like slate ancestry is probably like the I should be finding a wrath, you know, somebody should be trying to find a wrath versus somebody trying to find artifact removal. You know what I'm saying? So it, I, I agree. It is a engine. I just don't think it's a good one. So is it worthy of removal? It depends on the state, of course, but immediately, I don't think so. So if they play it, like, just like you said, dude, one, dude, two, dude, three, turn four, state of ancestry, and it costs four mana. So they're going to have to discard their hand next turn, right? So say they do untap with it. They discard yeah. their hand, and at the very most, they're gonna draw. They're gonna discard their hand and draw three. How many cards did they have in their hand before that? Four, three, two. Probably four, right? With, uh... Yeah. So they're not gonna do it. And like, so like, that's just not a good engine. So like, okay. Well, the the, the thing is too though with with slave answers rate. Like, let's say they just play like. Uh, so let's say they don't use it on turn five, but on turn six they like dump their hand, and then you know like obviously you have to play it on turn. Playing on a curve makes the most sense, like because it's four and four, right? You're not gonna wait till you have eight. I was just so I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions on a bunch of engines that I like. I don't know if you have a list or not, but um, go ahead. Those are yeah. just the three compartments that I tried to do it in. Something yeah, skull clamp, which is a very easy engine to identify. Guardian project, which was a little harder to identify. Conjurer's closet, Panharmonicon. The Delkinori, which I think is the hardest one to identify as an engine, but it definitely is, as we both uh, agreed on. But go ahead. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with um, one I mentioned earlier, Zendikar Resurgence. Kill on sight? Yes or no? Yes. All right. With that, staple detached, Mithril Ancient, or Mirari's Wake. Also yes, yeah. no? Yes. Absolutely. If, let's put it this way. I will, I will dig for an answer for those. In other words, like... If I don't have the answer in my hand, that's the goal of my next turn is to punish you for tapping out from our eyes wake. <laughs> because here's the thing. You were your turn is set up, or at least in in if you think about it, like you look at that and you're like, oh man, turn five, I'm gonna do this, and turn six, I'm gonna blah. So not only did I temple you out by by killing it, right. I I also set the precedence, like, hey, look, man doublers, we're not doing it. <laughs> like or, you know, I'm going to use, so that's, so on my side, I'm going to try to use a removal spell to get it. On the politic quotation mark side, I'm going to be like, hey guys, see that? That's a, that's a bad thing. We got to take care of it. We got to take care of it. Like, so I got to focus, I'm focusing their, their gaze and their energy on this guy. That's the threat. Well, I'm good guy. You know, I'm your soft ally, whatever you want to call I think, it. I think we should, we should definitely talk about that in detail after <laughs> we get to my list. I think that's important. I just, no, I think it's important to talk about. Uh, rallying the table. I think we need to get in, get balls deep on that. Uh, but first, uh, so let me ask you a couple questions. So, like, commanders that draw cards, right? Like, uh, Arcanus, Chulane, uh, the Is It One that's historic, uh, Jorah. Jorah. Are those yeah. engines? We killing those on site? I think, I, so I think I'm killing it the first time on site. I don't think every single time they play it, I'm gonna kill it. So once it's it to me, it's almost in the same realm of Conjurer's Closet, Panharmonicon, Videlkinori, where like it does nothing 
but it makes your whole deck better, right? It's like the it is the engine that makes your deck run. So I'm thinking like Jora, for example, right? Yeah. It doesn't say like as soon as it comes in, draw fifty cards. It says like when you start doing your deck, when you play your deck, you start getting advantage. So if I if you tap out turn four for Jora, I'm gonna kill it the first time. And then now you have to, so you can't like then go off that same turn. So if, if so in my head, all I'm thinking is, all right, now I don't have to worry about the Jorah player for three turns. And it's three turns because, yes, they can play it in two turns, but they're really not going to do anything till that third turn. You get what I'm saying? Right. So right. S- same type of deal with Chulane or something like that. So Chulane, first time I play it, I'm going to try to kill it. And then that's it. And then I'm not like, it's not like I'm not letting you play your commander or whatever all the time. Like, oh, I'm just hating on that commander. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to set you back tempo-wise. Because here's the thing. Now, so now we've gotten to turn what? So you played that on turn four. You can deploy your general at turn five. And then, or sorry, turn six. And then do something at turn seven. So now by turn seven, I'm going to make you think. Are you going to cast your general? Or are you going to deal with the stuff that I'm doing now? Or this other guy's doing? Or this other guy's doing? Right or girl, so now you got to be like you know because there's been there's there, I'm sure there's plenty of games that you'll notice that people are like oh, I want to play my general right now but like this dude's got like a crazy thing on the board so I got to use my mana to do that right you know what I'm saying yeah. so you're basically forcing them to out tempo themselves but that would have never happened right if you didn't kill that general initially if you let that general live. Right, so turn four, they cast their general. Turn five, they go off a little bit, even if it's not crazy. Now on turn seven, when that there's another threat, they have the ability to do both of the things: play their deck and deal with the threat. And that's how you, that's how, you know, that's how you can get to the win, right? Where you can, we can deal a threat and be a threat, right? So like, you don't want to let people get to that point. So to me, generals that are engines. It's easy to me is because like, okay, well, I'm going to kill that first. I, I have a, a different opinion on that. So I think uh, uh, if your commander is a, uh, an engine, I'm going to kill that shit every time. You don't get to play because you picked a deck that's not here. <laughs> what do you just well, mean? No, okay. So my play, no, in my play group, we play to turn 12 to 18. Nobody's winning before then because the game's not long enough. Right? Like, we're not going to play a 15-minute game. Like, like if we do... It's because I pulled out my elf deck and I put you into the dirt, right? Like I was one game. I mean, <laughs> well, why do you get to do it? And nobody else gets to do it. It's not that nobody else gets to do it. It's that I'm setting a precedence that we don't we don't win before turn twelve here. That's just not what we do. We, get, we got these four man pods. We hang out. We have a, we have a little we have a little uh, we have points, right? There's there's commanded points. When we play out of the shop. No, at the shop you can go ham like whatever you want. All right, all right but that's so, your but that's your play group though. So like that's say, fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying for me, if you're playing, if your commander's an engine. I'm gonna counter or kill it every time. So 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 now you've gone to you're, you're gonna go to like a command fest or to like the the Star City Games thing that we go to or whatever. Yeah. You, you're gonna go to that kind of stuff. So you're saying you're you are gonna do that every single time, or you're not gonna do that every single time. So I sit down with Riku, my like my like favorite control deck, sitting across from like a Jorah and like a like a like a, a Marin and yep. like a. a uh, what's the rat command? That's a good example, Marin. It's a good example. What's what's the rat name? Um, the rat. Yeah, yeah. They just really Nizumi. Cool. Nizumi. Uh, that's the grave robber, right? No, no. The the one from the year of the rat. Uh, there's 
the one that gives your rats fear. You sack a rat to make a bunch of rats. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I'm playing rats plus Marin because they're making a new a new a new set for that as well. So they have new yeah, yep. and against the Jorah. I'm just gonna just just bop all over Jorah. It's gonna have a bad time. Really? See, I think Marin is at the same thing. So like here's the thing, like somebody goes turn four Marin, I'm gonna kill it. And then they go, you know, and then I take my you know either instant speed remover or whatever. And then somebody goes turn four Jorwa. I want to kill that. But the other than then, but then after that, I need to set up my board. Cause so here's the thing. You don't want to temple yourself, of course, right? You still want to be able to set up your stuff. You can't be but playing the, but again, all the my, time. My deck only wins on turn 12 to 18, even in competitive pods. So I don't need to set anything up till way later. So I could just be mean and be like, all right, bop you, bop you, bop you. <laughs> We're not going to, you don't do that over here. Um, I, I mean, but, I guess. So, like, I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm doing it so the game lasts longer, and the and the rat player is going to enjoy being able to play their rats out and attack. Marin's going to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to be on like a beat down because I'm not going to do my combo because the patrol player is just not allowing anything unfun. So I'm not going to be doing degenerate stuff. Otherwise, I'm going to get countered so or killed. Commander Anori signing out, and remember, it's a social game, so winning isn't everything. <laughs>